This is Garrison Harney with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Public houses or pubs are not just places to drink beer, wine, cider, or even something a little stronger. It is also a unique social center, very often the focus of community life in villages, towns, and cities throughout the length and breadth of the world. We here at CrossPolitik hope to emulate that for you and yours. That's why you should grab yourself a pub membership at FightLaughFeast.com. We need you on this ride with us, so pull up a chair, grab a pint, and join us on this ride at FightLaughFeast.com. That's FightLaughFeast.com. U.S. national debt tops $34 trillion for the first time in history. The U.S. national debt topped $34 trillion for the first time ever, crossing a critical milestone at a time when government spending is already under scrutiny. The national debt, which measures what the U.S. owes its creditors, hit $34 trillion as of Friday afternoon, according to new data published by the Treasury Department. By comparison, just four decades ago, the national debt hovered at around $907 billion. We are beginning a new year, but out of national debt remains on the same damaging and unsustainable path. That was Michael Peterson, CEO of the Peter G. Peterson Foundation, which advocates for fiscal sustainability. The historic debt level comes as Congress races to finalize critical funding bills in order to prevent a government shutdown. The national debt is expected to nearly double in size over the next three decades, according to the latest findings from the Congressional Budget Office. At the end of 2022, the national debt grew to about 97% of gross domestic product. Under current law, that figure is expected to skyrocket to 181% at the end of 2053, a debt burden that will far exceed any previous level. Though our level of debt is dangerous for both our economy and national security, America just cannot stop borrowing. That was Maya McGinnis, president of the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. The White House was quick to blame Republicans on Tuesday evening for the astronomical rise in the federal debt, saying, quote, This is the trickle-down debt driven overwhelmingly by repeated Republican giveaways skewed to big corporations and the wealthy. Even more worrisome is that the spike in interest rates over the past year and a half has made the cost of servicing the national debt more expensive. That is because as interest rates rise, the federal government's borrowing costs on its debt will also increase. In fact, interest payments on the national debt are projected to be the fastest growing part of the federal budget over the next three decades, according to CRFB. Payments are expected to triple from nearly $475 billion in fiscal year of 22 to a stunning $1.4 trillion in 2032, By 2053, the interest payments are projected to surge to $5.4 trillion. To put that into perspective, that will be more than the U.S. spends on Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and all other mandatory and discretionary spending programs. From our rocky economy, we go to Oregon. Homeless fecal matter behind explosions of Shigella cases in Portland. Homeless people are spreading Shigella in and around downtown Portland, Oregon. Cases are now surging and could lead to a public health emergency. Shigella is a highly contagious bacteria that spreads through fecal matter. It's usually spread when the bacteria is on someone's hand and then they touch their mouth or through intercourse. The Portland Metro saw at least 218 cases of shegalosis in 2023, with 45 cases in December alone. Many of them occurred in Old Town. 
As cases rise, Multnomah County Deputy Health Officer Dr. Teresa Everson is advising the public to be alert but not panic as the cases are not occurring in the general public. But there's fear in the community that that may change. The county is offering some infected homeless people free motel rooms to isolate so they can mitigate the spread. Quote, these cases can occur because bathrooms, hand-washing sinks, and soap can be hard to access when you aren't housed, she's told KGWTV. And unhoused community members are at higher risk to infectious diseases in general as they experience poorer health than the broader public, end quote. Still, Everson advises people living and working in Old Town to be extra vigilant in washing hands, though she said most of the cases appear to be the result of sexual contact. Symptoms of Shigella infection include diarrhea, stomach cramps, fever, and vomiting, and can last anywhere from 3 to 10 days can be treated with antibiotics though it's rare to see the specific kind of outbreak amongst the homeless once it spreads it may be hard to contain since the homeless aren't especially hygienic with a lack of access to restrooms but it's a crisis of portland's own making permissive left-wing policies have allowed homelessness to explode in portland rendering the city unrecognizable in the waning months of 2023 officials finally committed to implementing a new strategy to target homelessness after public pressure forced them to accept the reality on the streets in a long overdue move the city finally decided to enforce a camping ban on public property the new policy was set to put much needed restrictions in place spanning camping on all public property from 8 a.m to 8 p.m and limiting it during other hours it's a clear message no more overnight stays in city parks along riverbanks or near busy streets but a judge stopped the ban from commencing after activist attorneys representing five homeless portlanders sued the city it's part of a consistent strategy to stop any homeless policies from being enforced with radical left activists fighting to keep homeless in the streets where they will now spread Shigella. Seattle and King County experienced a similar surge in cases that were addressed in 2021 after public health learned that 84% of the cases hit the homeless. And now from Oregon, we go to Japan. Japan Airlines plane bursts into flames after collision at Tokyo's Hainda Airport, leaving five dead. A thick plume of black smoke rose over an airport runway in Japan on Tuesday after a Japanese aircraft collided with a Coast Guard aircraft and burst into flames, according to local media. Live footage on public broadcaster NHK showed Japan Airlines passenger plane JAL-516 on a runway at Tokyo's Hainda Airport with flames coming out of its windows shortly after the plane was entirely consumed. The Coast Guard aircraft pilot escaped, but the five crew members were killed, NHK reported. An official confirmed that the Bombardier Dash 8 Coast Guard plane was involved in the collision. A Japanese airline spokesperson said more than 300 passengers were on board when the aircraft initially caught fire. NHK reported that all 379 passengers and crew ultimately escaped from the plane. The aircraft JAL Flight 516 had flown out of Shin Shitose Airport in Japan to Hainda. This, according to officials, Hainda is one of the busiest airports in Japan. All runways and services at the airport were suspended. And finally, enough is enough. Veterans and service members demand accountability from the DOD, saying that all internal efforts to rectify recent criminal activity within the armed forces have been exhausted. More than 200 military veterans and service members signed and published a declaration of military accountability on January 1st over the Department of Defense's 
enactment and enforcement of the COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Invoking the Declaration of Independence in the Declaration of Their Own, the current and former members of the U.S. military state that America has reached a point in its history where it is necessary to admonish the lawless, encourage the faint-hearted, and strengthen the weak as the affairs of our nation are now steeped in avaricious corruption and our once stalwart institutions, including the Department of Defense, are failing to fulfill the moral obligations upon which they were founded. Unlike the Declaration of Independence, the signers of the Declaration of Military Accountability seek no separation, as the Patriots of 1776 did, from Great Britain, but through this letter and the efforts we pledge herein, we pursue restoration through accountability. On the Pentagon's enactment of the COVID-19 vaccine mandate, the declaration states that military leaders broke the law, trampled constitutional rights, denied informed consent, permitted unwilling medical experimentation, and suppressed the free exercise of religion, actions that meant service members and families were significantly harmed. Their suffering continues to be felt financially, emotionally, and physically, the declaration emphasizes, of those affected by the DOD's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Some service members became part of our ever-growing veteran homeless population, some developed debilitating vaccine injuries, and some even lost their lives. Despite these outcomes, the declaration says military leaders are continuing to ignore our communications regarding these injuries and the laws that were broken, calling the DOD's silence an apparent attempt to avoid accountability. Naming a list of military leaders who enabled lawlessness and the unwilling experimentation on service members, including General Milley, Admiral Grady, General McConville, and many more, the declaration emphasizes that they betrayed the trust of service members and the American people. Their actions caused irreparable harm to the armed forces and the institutions of which they had fought and bled. The current and former members of the military say these leaders refused to resign or take any other action to hold themselves accountable, nor have they attempted to repair the harm their policies and actions have caused. Due to this lack of accountability, the 231 signatories to the declaration state their intention to do everything morally permissible and legally possible to hold our own leadership accountable because they, as service members and veterans, feel particularly responsible for the DOD and, in according to their oaths, will make every effort to demonstrate by example how an institution can put its own house in order. Signing on behalf of hundreds of thousands of service members and the American people, while appealing to the Supreme Judge of the World for guidance and purity of intention, mutually pledge to each other that we will do everything in our power through lawful word and action to hold accountable military leaders who failed to follow the law when their leadership and moral courage was most desperately needed, the Declaration explains. The action that will follow from the Declaration, it explains, includes running for Congress and seeking appointments within the executive branch, while those in active service will continue to put fulfilling our oaths ahead of striving for rank and position. In addition, the Declaration pledges that those who have the legal authority to do so will recall from retirement the military leaders who broke the law and will convene court-martial for the crimes they committed. Those who become lawmakers will introduce legislation to remove all retirement income for the military leaders who were criminally complicit, and we will ensure none serve in or retire from the senior executive service. Emphasizing that fulfilling their oaths to the Constitution requires persistent vigilance, the Declaration signers also pledge to train those who come after us to fulfill their duty in achieving this accountability and safeguarding against such leadership failures hereafter. While all good things come to an end, we refuse to allow our nation to go quietly into the depths of decadence and decay. 
The veterans and service members declare, we promise to exhaust all moral, ethical, and legal means to restore the rule of law and will begin by attempting to hold senior military leaders accountable, in addition to fighting to enforce the Constitution and put an end to the two-tiered justice system. The declaration concludes, may future generations see our efforts, and God willing, may they also be recipients of the great gift of liberty that we have had the honor of safeguarding. And that is your news for today. This has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. You want to sign up for a pub membership, a magazine subscription, or tickets to our next conference, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference next year in Dallas Fort Worth, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross Politic, email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great rest of your day, and Lord bless.